Let me get this timer going. We're going to do this. So you got yeah. 60 seconds only. You better get everything in there, Joe. 60 seconds like uh, like Nicolas Cage. I'm going to be gone. Gone in 60 seconds. Are you ready? I'm, I'm going to count you down. In. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, go. All right. So Resident Evil 8, The Village, takes off where we left off in Resident Evil 7, basically. Actually, three years after... Evan Winters, uh, or Ethan Winters, sorry, Ethan Winters. See, I'm telling you, I'm going to mess this up. <laughs> Ethan Winters. By the way, fun fact, I looked this up. He is the first character in Resident Evil history to get back-to-back -back games as the main protagonist. Welcome to yet a, another edition of Game Wild. Doza, what is up with you this week? How is everything going? Oh, I mean, you know what's up with me. I've been busy what's as hell this week. But, uh, dude, I know. Uh, it's just, no, it's, it's fun lately. Um, apparently, as I told you, uh, more people are listening to the podcast. So anybody who's We thank you. This, thank you very much. I appreciate it. We appreciate it. Joe appreciates it um so good stuff and i'm glad yeah i'm glad we're able to bring you guys some knowledge uh weekend week yeah. out for the gaming industry so and joe's yeah. got a surprise this week roughhouse has got a little bit of a surprise this week i do it's a new segment we will talk about that later but in the meantime all you new listeners if you haven't already as much as we appreciate you we also appreciate five star reviews mm -hmm. liking us on um you know that uh, that fun TV <laughs> place. What do they call it? YouTube. YouTube. Smash that like and, button. And smash that like button and subscribe. <laughs> subscribe. Ring that bell so you know when we're around. Do it. Anybody I'm gonna wait for you. Proud. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait for you to do it. Hold on. Okay, someone did it. Maybe. <laughs> Anyways. So yeah. Uh, so thank you very much. And yes, we have a new segment this week, and it is hopefully gonna be funny. And probably not that Hopefully. informative. Joe, we don't hope around here. We know it's going to be funny. All right? We know we it's going to be entertaining. We know. Let's be we know. honest. It's true. I did I did create the segment off the top of my head. So, so that's the best, that's the best way. It's to the do best, it. That's the best way. And you know what? I don't know about you guys, but I get a lot of good ideas in the shower. But this one was not a shower <laughs> idea. Not a shower idea. Really, so, it wasn't. I, I will say, shower ideas are the best ideas. Just yeah. letting the water run on your head. Just Contemplating your life, and then you just decide, <laughs> and you're like, you know what? I got a great segment for our podcast. <laughs> I'm going to put that other stuff off just one more day. Oh, one more man. day. So, with that being said, for all you new listeners, we usually start off with the question of the week. So, why don't we get into it? SJW's been handling the question of the week lately. So, this week, what was your most memorable game event announcement? Oof. Yeah, right? Hmm. I don't know. That's a good one. I, I originally mean, I... had it as E3 announcement, but, like, couldn't really pinpoint exactly which E3 certain things were announced. Dude, as what much. E3 is it anymore? Just, like, what I is E3 know, anymore? Man. So, like... God. Well, I no, wanted to I bring can't. that up because we have one of the news things we're going to go over later is E3. So yeah. That's why I was no, thinking I know. E3, but, you know. Yeah. God, I don't know. Like, I get pumped for a lot of things. Um, the fact that I can't remember anything that, like, really pops out to me um, is obviously disappointing. But, like, I mean, I think, quite frankly, the things that, like, get me going are console announcements yeah i think console announcements are pretty great and like so like mortal Kombat, like franchises that i love yep. any like new any regular franchise like new franchises have never really gotten me going crazy do you know what i mean like it's like oh that's interesting or that's cool like, but I'll it doesn't like get you yeah. doesn't give you goosebumps i very rarely if at all has ever a new game coming out ever been like oh my god Mm -hmm. Like you know, there have been. You a have few, a rapport but... built up with the older games. You have memories. But yeah, exactly. You have yeah. a you have a connection emotionally, and I think that's what brings it down. So I'm gonna go kind of broad here and just say, you know, obviously system announcements are always are memorable, and um, you know, Spider-Man game announcements, you know, th stuff like that have always been like give me goosebumps and raise my uh, hair on my arms, that, that type of thing. So 
I can't pinpoint something specific. I'm sure you can, but I'm going to be a little broad. Well, see, this is where I, because I thought of the question, and then I was like, so my instant thought was, okay, I'm sure I probably was, like, souped for the Final Fantasy X announcement back in the day, right? But then I, I Googled a couple things real quick, and I was like, wait a second. I don't think they I don't think they announced that at E3, or if they did, that was back in 2000 that would have happened. I was only 10 years old. I probably wasn't watching that, right? So, so what I really remember from Final Fantasy X is just playing the game for the first time, and that was, like, a big moment in my life. So that doesn't count for this because it wasn't – I didn't see the announcement. So then I got mm-hmm. to thinking – that's why I changed it from E3 to just general events – then I get to thinking, okay, so now if I think to an actual reveal or like something like that, and I got to go with the when they announced in 2015, and this was back when gaming events and announcements were still pretty big before they started kind of declining a little bit, mm-hmm. um, the Final Fantasy VII Remake announcement, the very first yeah, one. Yeah, I figured that's what you were going to go with. Yeah, and, um, and like you said... I got like goosebumps when I saw that because I have this history with Final Fantasy. Like Final Fantasy X is what made me fall in love with video games when I first played it. I had played seven, I had played eight, I had played nine, and then I I just was really enveloped in Final Fantasy. Seeing Final Fantasy VII remake was like, and then you hear the crowd too because that's back when they had a crowd in there, and they they bring up the logo on the screen and everybody's like, oh my god this is amazing and like you you so you feel all that energy from the room and it just adds mm-hmm. on to that that hype so that's the one that you can do it do you um do you feel was that like your first turn-based rpg final fantasy 7 or do you think you played something prior to that i did no i played something prior to that i played... i am trying to remember like what my first one was and i have some very like vague memories believe it or not of playing fantasy star 4 on the sega genesis it was my cousins Mm -hmm. it was my cousins in really not understanding how the hell to play it like not like figuring out like what the spells mean and all that stuff like the mana the mp or whatever it was at the time but like that one stinks out to me that one turn sticks out in my mind so and not being able to see enemies like just walking around and all of a sudden they just pop you just get jumped yeah. you get into a battle you know like being like a little kid yep. and playing that and not really understanding what you're playing just because like it was your cousin's game and you were bored so you just played it i think i for some reason two games are coming to mind for the first games i ever played that were turn-based or i guess actually mm. three games and i'm not i have no idea which one was first chrono cross and chrono cross um uh, Wild Arms and Legends Legend of Dragoon, which actually Legend oh, of yeah, Dragoon yeah. is rumored to be like. Yeah, oh my god, you're all PlayStation. Those yeah, all PlayStation. that was all. I mean, dude, those were. I know. Those were the shit back then. PlayStation owned RPGs back then. It was so good. Um, but we could we could that could be a whole podcast episode on like old school PlayStation, like that case behind me. If you guys are watching the video. A lot of those in there are PS2 and PlayStation games. Like, I have the original Wild Arms in that case, and Wild Arms 2, yeah. and Chrono Cross over there. And Final Fantasy 7 and 8 and 9, like, um, yeah, it's it's crazy. But, dude, I'm yeah. hungry. I'm hungry. All right, we can get into I'm it. Hung- Actually, we can get into I have, it. I have Buffalo Wild Wings coming right now. I'm not going to lie. Ooh, we're, hey we're, now. We are lazy bastards and actually ordered it. Through Actually, I made, I made chicken thighs. I made chicken thighs on the grill with um a potato hash and broccoli steamed broccoli Ooh, that sounds good yeah, man you like and the grill man good. you're all about the grill, grill the life. grill is the greatest the grill you're gonna get one of those shirts that's like grill life on it or something like that mm. all right yeah i guess so all right so this week you have chosen justin has chosen the olw dill in uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not even gonna announce grass it. Grass look, grass look, or gross look. Uh, something you guys can read that, right? G R A with two dots over it. I forget what those are called. S L O with two dots over it. K. What are the two dots over a letter called? So it looks like chives and dill. Wow, that is really hard to pronounce. Oh, diuresis. That. that- <laughs> It, I might get diuresis from eating these. Who knows? So, we might be. Di- am I pronouncing be, that right? I hope not. All right. It also says umlau. Umlau. Is that is that a, is that called an umlau? 
Maybe. I don't know. I'm not Got a grammar person. It's wow. All right. There's a lot of weird words that are getting thrown at my face right now. I, I but either it. way, this is either made by this is made by the O L W, which um oh O L W. I looked up. I looked up. I looked up. Oh, what is it? Is it the online world potato chip? Oh no, I have no idea what O L W means. But but oh. the website says O L W life with a pinch of salt. O L W is a Swedish. This is a Sweden chip. Pride from the heart of Varmland that for over 50 years has stood for the glorious in life. We at OLW believe that life will be so much better if it is sometimes taken with a pinch of salt. Interesting. I like that. I like that slogan. That's so this looks like so this looks like Dylan Chive. If I have to, just by looking at the at the box at the package. It smells like that too. To the box. Oh, I haven't opened it yet. Okay. I didn't know you did that already. It smells. Yeah, it smells like Dylan Chive. Maybe that's what the grass look is, yeah. And it, well, grass yeah, look because it, it's yeah. it's actually grass, not yeah. Um, oh, it is a grass, right? Isn't it? <laughs> it's I guess, like, no, it's an onion. Or oh no, yeah, that's right. Onion. Chives are onions. Yeah, but it's onion and grass. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> All right. We might go. We might go get donuts they, tomorrow, and so they make a lot of other. They make cheese doodles. They make some chocolate covered yeah, salty doodles. things. They make what are those? What are those chips that you can put on your fingers? What are they called again? Bugles. Bugles. They make chocolate covered bugles. It looks like. Nice. Just cool. so you know, bugles. I don't necessarily know are considered a chip, but I knew what he was talking about. Uh, are they not a chip, really? Well, think about it. Are they're they're like not. This is a chip. Anything yeah. that is not shaped like this is not considered a chip, to my knowledge. That's like saying okay, I can get online with Cheetos. That. Yeah. That's like saying Cheetos is a chip. Cheetos is not a chip. Real? Okay, yeah, Cheetos is a snack. Okay, yeah, yeah, I can get online with that. Okay, all right. I'm okay. on board. I'm on board. All, all right, you ready? Now. Oh, I'm ready. Go. Oh, wow. This is a very different taste. I don't think I've oh, ever... Yeah. I've never had a chip flavored like this. Have you? No. Have you ever had a dill flavored chip? Well, it's not even. I. Well, wait. What is dill? Wait, dill is like a pickle too, right? Is that where it comes no, from? No, dill is a dill, dill is, is a, a type of weed, weed right? slash like. Yeah. It's like a uh, herb. Wait, then what's the so, difference between dill weed and dill pickle? So a dill pickle. Has dill fermented in it in the in the liquid brine. Oh, so there's okay. dill in the brine. So there's it's dill related. <laughs> okay, so this is yeah. So no, I've definitely never had this flavor of outside of a dill pickle. I don't think I usually have dill weed in in many things that I've eaten. But it doesn't taste like a dill pickle. Let's get no. that straight right now. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It tastes like dill with a hint of an onion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which and it's not strong. No, the dill is the dill is a little strong. The onion is subtle, mm. but I think that works. The dill is strong, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I, what I'll say is, it has a very distinct taste, mainly because I've never had this before, um, which is nice. Like, you know, we order these snack boxes to get stuff from other countries. And it's cool. Like, I would have never otherwise have ever in my life tried these chips. And if I'm going to have junk food nowadays, I'd rather try junk food that I've never freaking had before. Instead of having my 5,761st Snickers bar. Um, Not for nothing, Snickers is a shit, by the way. But, you know. (laughs) So, um, I don't know, though. My problem with this is that it doesn't pop. It doesn't, like... Like, it's... Yeah, sure, I'll eat it. But, like... Like, if I see Cheetos on a shelf, I'm like, hell yeah, give me some Cheetos. Or if I yeah, see, like, I don't think it's your first grab. No, this, this is definitely is, not your first grab. No. This is just like a blah. It's like a blah. This is a six. This is a six. I was going to go with a it's five. A, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. You don't, you don't, we don't always have to agree. No, no, I, I, no, I know. And, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I go with a six and I think it's just mainly because it does, it doesn't taste horrible, but it's not going to be it's your edible. first choice. It's edible. It's not your first choice. It definitely leaves a residue. So, 
you know, I don't know if there'll ever will be a chip that doesn't, but yeah, but not for nothing. This residue on my fingers is very greasy. It's greasy. more greasy than a regular chip. Like usually, I would expect salt or powder. This is more mm -hmm. greasy. Yep, with the with the like the hint of the herbs. Yeah, it's interesting. It looks like this is high in fat. If I'm reading it correctly on the back there, but honestly, I have no idea. Oh, yeah, because it's all in Swedish. F-E-T-T -T must be fat, right? <laughs> it's fat. It looks like um, 13. Oh, my God. There's 33 grams of fat in this one bag. Wow. That's actually, that's a lot for chips even. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a lot for chips. Even like Lay's wouldn't have that much fat. So, yeah, I think this is very oily for some reason. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, now that I got a little bit of food in my tummy, I'm ready to talk. If he wasn't already, he's ready, ready. <laughs> I'm always ready to talk, you know that. Absolutely. And the dogs are too. Uh, yeah, apparently, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, everybody. Uh, it's why, he's why just he's trying to show that he's a real person and nope, has that's real our, things. That's our Buffalo Wild Wings that just showed up. Nice. It's our guard dog, you know? Got yeah, it. unfortunately, I don't get things delivered to my house that, except for like, Prime and stuff, but like I shouldn't. I don't get money. fast food and stuff <laughs> delivered to my house. It's such a waste of money. I'm so Grubhub and stuff doesn't really do anything of mine. But that's that's a plate for another time. So All you right. want to talk some Final Fantasy? Well, yeah, just quickly, I wanted to get your take on it. Um, uh huh. So for anybody who's who hasn't been up on the Final Fantasy goings ons right now. I don't know why I said it like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we have two big things. So we got Intergrade, Remake Intergrade coming out, which is going to come out soon, I think in like the next month or so. And um, that has basically, whatchamacallit, uh, Yuffie. Yuffie. Yuffie, yeah. And I call uh, it Yuffie. Maybe you're right. I don't know. I've always said Yuffie. But they also just released a trailer, which is bomb, by the way, that shows Ramu's summon. So if you guys remember Ramu, it's, uh, it's basically... Quetzalcoatl was in Final Fantasy VIII as like the Thunder God, which is actually an Aztec, Aztec like uh, Thunder God in in real life. Um, mm -hmm. Anyways, it shows Ramu's summon, which is the Thunder Thunder summon for like Final Fantasy VII. Um, it shows Fort Condor, which was actually a town in Final Fantasy VII, which I imagine it will be in this too. But mm -hmm. it's also a mini game in this mm. in this so they they actually added another mini game and mini games are always big as you know in in rpgs like uh gwent you know gwent yeah. the card game in witcher right so um a return from dirge which is another character dirge. and so much more so there's a lot so in this trailer check it out super cool my biggest discussion though because they, they also said there's going to be a beta that starts at the beginning of june for uh the first soldier which is their battle royale Final Fantasy Battle Royale on mobile, like Fortnite, essentially. Mm. And it's super interesting to me. This is what I wanted your take on. Like, yeah, sure, Intergrade's going to be great. I get it. It's the next final. It's the next step in their in their remake. I'm sure it'll be awesome. Um, it's not so much the game I'm, I'm worried about. It's what I wanted to discuss was, what's your take on what they're doing with the series right now? Because they're... Well, with the, well, they're, with the way that they're changing everything? Well, it just seems like, like, look at, they're, they're doing so many different things around just the Final Fantasy VII universe right now to the mm -hmm. point where they're even making a battle royale game around Final Fantasy VII. Um, basically what I'm getting at is you see this with Riot. So League of Legends, Legends of Runeterra, League of Legends universe is about to explode, okay? So I, I think we mentioned this last episode actually where, I don't know if you know this, but September on Netflix there's going to be a League of Legends anime. And it is legit based on the characters from the game. And it is so hype. Like, there are so many people that are super excited for this game. Or for this show. Yeah. And what they're doing is building out that universe. They're taking all 200 champions or whatever from the game. They can each have their own individual story. Sure. So now I'm seeing, I'm seeing Square Enix do this with Final Fantasy VII. And they've always had this IP. They've had these characters here forever. And now it's like they're catching on. They're like, all right, let's take this IP that we've had since the beginning of time. Let's start from scratch and let's just blow up this universe into this whole big thing. So what do you think about that? Do you think that's the right track? And what do you think they're going to do with it in the in the future, like moving forward? Yeah, I mean, when you have something hot, you keep it going, right? I mean, I think you're building some high level of nostalgia 
I would think they would be better suited to do some crossover stuff. And I, they might even, like, you're talking about a Battle Royale. I think if you're going to throw a Battle Royale in there, you have to have all the Final Fantasy characters across the board that have been famous. You know, you can't just have the people from 7. I think you want to throw everyone out there. If 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 I'm being honest with you, I think that's the way. But they and they probably will because like, all right, battle royales typically are free, and then you pay for other things, right? That's how they make their money in a lot of the battle royales, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what they'll do. They'll release a bunch of Final Fantasy VII characters as base players, and then as time goes on, they release characters from other series okay, of Final Fantasy mm-hmm. that you can pay for. You know, you could be Titus, you can be, you know, Yuna, you can be all of those people, but you have to pay to get them. You know, I just watched an old trailer for Final Fantasy X and they pronounced mm-hmm. it Titus. Really? I was okay, very, maybe that, Titus. That aggravated me a lot. <laughs> that, it's, that Titus. Titus is way cooler of a name. Titus sounds terrible. <laughs> I just, yeah. um, yeah. Because okay. you, you have the same thing happening with Resident Evil too, the RE-verse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Out, so like, They're blowing so, up I mean, that yeah. universe, yeah. Yeah, exactly, same. So, I mean, it's really just people getting into the Battle Royale, like, dang, and people have been clamoring for the Final Fantasy VII remake probably since Final Fantasy VII was done. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> once they... PlayStation once they 2 came out, the where's the new one? Where's the new one, yeah. So, like, PlayStation 2 came out, it's like, we could really do some things if you bring Final Fantasy VII back. And it took um, literally five iterations almost the, of the PlayStation until they got a to new get one. there. Yeah, until they get a new one, four technically. But, yeah, so, yeah, I just... I, I think it's the right move because oh, yeah. you're getting the people what they want, I guess. You know, like, I mean, that's what the people wanted. They wanted a Final Fantasy VII remake. They got it. Granted, they're getting it in chunks, but, you know, that's their game plan, and it seems to be working. People are eating it up and still want it. And then um, this Battle Royale stuff, sure. Let's let's see where it goes, and let's see if you can make more money by, um, mm-hmm. you know, dropping other Final Fantasy characters into the mix for a, a phenomenal fee. Well, yeah, and that's just that's for Soldier. That's the battle royale. There's also Ever Crisis that they announce as well, um, which is something that it just like combines the single. It's a single player title that combines the entire Final Fantasy VII story into like a chapter based adventure. I don't really know what they're gonna do with that, but I like where your head's at because I was I was thinking they're just gonna blow up the Final Fantasy VII universe and maybe actually like once the remake is done, actually start making more games for final fantasy 7 based around cloud and tifa and Aerith and sephiroth and actually build out that universe but they could actually do that they could actually include all of the final fantasies and make it i don't know just do something even bigger with it i feel like that and would it looks a like, lot of work but well also it's an ios and android game so it's not yeah. for consoles it's not a and console, yep. It doesn't look like you can be any of the characters from those series from the looks of it, so... No, it's using the lore from Final Fantasy VII about a first-class soldier. Uh-huh. Like, that, that whole thing with Shinra. And then you just... Okay. Like, you're, you're, like, a soldier, right? All right. They so, might have a special skin that they sell at some point where, like, you can be yeah. Cloud, you know, but... Yeah, maybe that... Okay, so, all right, then that... I thought that was... Well, yeah, I think that, yeah, that's something they can do. Like, I just am looking right now, watching the trailer real quick, and seeing what some people are doing and it's pretty cool you can summon you can do a bunch of different things so yeah no i think that that's the yeah i i mean it's not it's not crazy for them to get into the battle royale and mm-hmm. obviously final fantasy is using the lore i thought they were using more of the um actual characters and maybe there will be some characters in it that maybe aren't playable but you know could be special like events and stuff like that you know how they have events mm-hmm Yep, yep, yep. So, something like that, maybe. And for, Fortnite for Final Fantasy VII. What is this world coming to? This is uh, mm. <laughs> it's interesting to say the least. But yeah, I just I don't know. I wanted to bring that up quick because I'm I'm very curious. You know, maybe three years from now, where's the Final Fantasy VII universe? And I'm almost as excited for that as I am for Riot Games is you know League of Legends universe. Where are they going to take all of the stories of all the champions for that? So I like where game developers seem to be heading here with building out their worlds and building out their universes and really taking time to focus on the story and the characters 
rather than let's just make the next best super good graphics super awesome combat game right um so good stuff but in in the news okay we got actually some pretty redonkulous news stuff that i scrounged up here joe you'll like the last two that we go over that i have on this list um this is definitely interesting but this one i don't think we're surprised and that is blizzard's player base decreasing recently are you surprised roughhouse no no i'm not i'm not surprised i mean let's just say this i didn't even fit now listen I am usually a pretty big proponent of World of Warcraft's expansions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was pro- this was the first expansion I stopped playing and I didn't get max level. Like my character is still not max level. Every expansion I ever played for World of Warcraft, I probably max leveled two or three characters. Mm-hmm. And this time I didn't even max level one. As a matter of fact, I think I got halfway. Really? And I just yeah, and I ne- and I just stopped I didn't pay for it. Any, I don't pay for it right now. Yep, yep, yep. It's not like I'm burning money. I, I bought like a two month subscription when it came out. Figured that would be enough time. It wasn't, and you know, it didn't draw me. Well, wait, like wait, I was like, drawing what was, back into what's it. What's your max level on classic right now? Oh, I, I mean, I haven't played classic yet, but they're just releasing. Um, oh, I thought the you classic. classic. Yeah. I don't no, but I never max leveled anyone in classic. Oh, okay, that's just it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't max anybody. I mean, um, I haven't really been huge in a while, but you know. You know, but like, so I think right now the max level is like eighty or ninety in the regular game again, because they brought everyone back. It used to be like oh, before the last one, I think it was like one twenty, and then they brought they brought the level cap down to like ninety or something. So. I think I got to like a level eighty five or something. So, so here just to, so just for the listeners here, so they understand where they're at. Um, monthly active users is a very big number for for gaming nowadays. That's what they're mm-hmm. going off of. So, in Q one of twenty eighteen, Blizzard as a whole. So this is all three years games. ago. This is all the games too. This is Overwatch. This is. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Diablo, Starcraft, Hearthstone, yeah, all that shit. So, 38 million monthly active users in Q1 of 2018. Q2 million. Yeah, yeah, it's over. Well, no, I think I think I I wouldn't go through that, but let's say they capped at. Let's go like this: they capped at 38 million in one quarter in 2018, jumping to 2019. Okay, 30. They dropped to 32 million. Okay. Okay. And they went 20, up in 2019. 2019, they kind of stayed plateaued. It actually went up to 33 in the middle of 2019. Right. Which is, that's the only month they went. And now let's, let's talk about this for a second. 2020, a year in which gaming blew kind of up. Back off. Yeah. They up. dropped to a low of 29 million players. And now they're at. Okay, and now they're at twenty-seven million. Seven. So they lost over ten like a third. million players. Yep. In three years, over a three-year span. Yep. Ten million players. And I, well, okay, you nailed it. You nailed it. You're like in a year that video games like killed it. Blizzard sucked hard. <laughs> like that is and you know, that's bad <laughs> and the worst part and, and you have to look at it like this right if they broke it down by the games like where their player their active players were mm-hmm. if those active players if the majority of the loss was wild players that's even bigger because yeah. people don't pay to play diablo People don't pay to play Overwatch. Yeah, they just buy it. Once. You know, they don't play. Mm-hmm. They don't pay to play StarCraft unless they buy side stuff, right? But like, wow, you're paying mm-hmm. a maximum of fifteen dollars a month if you're paying monthly on it. So if you're not paying that, take that, times it by ten million, and you've got the number of of a loss right there, like money that they've lost. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I'm sure that the 27 from 38, the 11 million 
isn't all World of Warcraft, but I bet you it's a good chunk. Mm-hmm. I bet you it's a, a couple million at least. Yeah. And, and that's a huge loss financially for them. Yeah. And, and so granted, I will say, I don't think it's a lot of World of Warcraft. They might have lost some, but they have pushed World of Warcraft more lately with like classic and stuff like that. And then the new mm-hmm. expansion. Um, Overwatch basically died. Like they yep. had the Overwatch League, which people bought into for ridiculous millions of dollars, and that tanked. You know, you have Diablo's probably fallen off because it's been a little while since mm-hmm. it came out. StarCraft is, you know, you get this dedicated core group of competitive people that play it. That's you know? it. But so, so I watched, you know, G4 Tech TV. I've been watching a lot more on YouTube mm-hmm. and stuff now that they're kind of relaunching. And um, Frost Guerin, who used to be a League of Legends announcer, now she does kind of the some of the news announcements for G4. She did this news announcement. And even she was like, this is a perfect example. This company just like takes the same game and re-releases shit over and over again. And even this article says, Blizzard hasn't released a full game in five years. They are like one of the biggest gaming companies on the planet and they haven't even released a full game in five years. Like, okay, we get it. You're, you're doubling down on your development of your current games and you're you're doing whatever you're saying you're doing for that stuff you're just remastering old games and putting them back out like dude and 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 diablo 4 which not for nothing like i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna buy as much as i hate blizzard for the most part lately i'm gonna buy diablo 4 it's a it's a yeah but if if it ever comes out but yeah diablo 4 and overwatch 2 are still not supposed to come out until 2022 so that's a whole other year until we even probably get those games and I'm sure they'll, they'll get a spike in the... But, like, they screwed up Diablo 3. Diablo 3 was great. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I love that game. Why that was not a continuing game to receive, like, more... Con- like, they support it with patch updates. But, like, what? why do you play that game anymore? There's no reason to play that game unless you just, like, really like playing Diablo. There's no PvP. There's no, like... There's no reason. There's no competitive level to that game. You could easily make Diablo 4 a game that people want to play consistently, PvP, and like getting characters with loot or like just something to make that game more interesting. They need to do that with Diablo 4. I'm going to be really pissed if they don't. I think they're going to do something special with Diablo 4. I'm going to be I'm going to be positive. I think that. so too. I think so too. But just I don't know, man. And then just you know, we've talked before about how they just charge like Hearthstone versus Legends of Runeterra. I could go on for days about that. Hearthstone's a ripoff. Legends of Runeterra, you can spend almost no money and play that game for free. It's actually free to play. I hate people nowadays that advertise free to play games where you have to pay if you actually want to play competitively. That's not free to play. That's 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 a marketing right. ploy. Like, come on. So I don't know, man. I just I wanted to bring this up because uh, you get what you deserve. Honestly, is the way that I see this. Your player base is declining because you suck lately. I'm just like I'm just gonna say it. Um, so that's that's my two cents, and I'm sticking to it. But how about E3, Joe? Do we think is this gonna be bit? Does anybody care about E3 anymore? <laughs> Do we care about this? I mean, I I guess not. You know, I think it's one of those things where it's digital this year, and it's kind of smashed itself down because of everything that happened last year. Mm-hmm. In it not going digital, like a lot of companies did, like especially in the year of the console, right? This was a 2020 was a console year, and you know they relied on Microsoft and Sony to do their own stuff. Granted, Sony was still kind of doing their own stuff anyways, mm-hmm. and wasn't going to be a part of 2020's E3, so it's not like that was going to be anything new. But like they lost Microsoft. I don't see Microsoft on the list. Uh, no, Microsoft, Microsoft, I think announced it previously. Uh, so Microsoft is there. Yeah. So like, I actually just, I pulled up the E3 website just to double check exactly for that reason. So I think it was actually announced a couple weeks ago that Nintendo and Microsoft both were going to show up. Hmm. So they finally agreed to show up. Sony has still not announced that they're going to show up. I think at this point they kind of have to, to be honest with you. No. I don't Um, think they do. I mean, okay, no, they don't have to because, especially because it's digital. So for those of you who don't know, E3 is set for uh, Jesus. When the heck's the date? This is supposed to be on June 12th through the 15th. So No, not for Jesus. June 12th through the 15th. So it's coming up soon. It's 100% Mm -hmm. digital because there's still COVID-19 concerns. Um, Basically, the article that we're referring to is that 
they've confirmed more companies that are joining. Those companies are Square Enix, which is huge, Bandai Namco, huge, Gearbox, huge, Ver- Verizon Freedom Games. I don't even get them out of there. Mobile. Dev- yeah, get them out of there. Devious Eye Entertainment, Turtle Beach, which is there. I mean, they're a pretty good headset maker. Headset. Verizon again, dude. I don't even want. I'm sorry. I, Verizon, get out of here. Verizon's. Dude, like, what Verizon's are you doing? the one that they're obviously going to be the ones hosting the event. Oh, probably. They they probably are the ones who they're fronted the five G. They're like, yeah. you got five G. <laughs> digitally streaming. We're digitally streaming on five G. Everybody, let's do it. Are they the ones hooking up the internet World connection? Network, blah blah blah. <laughs> um, like, I'm sorry, I don't see Verizon with gaming ever. Like, don't I'm get sorry. Out of Binge and Xseed Games. Um, if I go to the E3 website, we have, as partnering exhibitors and sponsors, we have Nintendo, Xbox, Ubisoft, Square Enix. Those four are at the top. Those are big. We have Verizon, T2, Capcom, huge. Warner Brothers, huge. Sega, which is interesting. I am glad that Sega got involved. Hopefully, we get a surprise and they're like, hey, we got a system coming out. That'd be cool. Band no, they're going to do Sonic 2, the movie. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. <laughs> Uh, Bandai Namco, Gearbox Entertainment, which I just mentioned, Marvelous mm-hmm. Xseed Games, Mythical Freedom Games, NetEase Games, Turtle Beach, Otterbox. We all know how me and you love Otterbox. Uh, Devious Eye Entertainment and Binge. And then media partners are IGN, makes sense, PC Gamer, Games Radar Plus, uh, G, which I don't know if that's GameSpot. I think that's GameSpot. Polygon, IGN China. And Game Bonfire, which looks like an Asian uh, partner as well. So, well, I'm surprised Twitch isn't on that list. I'm not. Twitch sucks. Twitch yeah, but they love they that. Too. They love they love the chat feature so much that <laughs> you figured they would love to have people chatting about the new games coming out, especially if they're in pools or hot tubs. Actually, speaking of that. Um, yeah. I didn't. I didn't actually right, put. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right. now you already regret mentioning hot tubs. No, I, I'm gonna watch again. I'm gonna see who's uh, on. <laughs> Sweet, that's how you're gonna spend your Saturday night, Joe. <laughs> um, checking out some more cellulite on somebody's backside uh, while they're, they're trying uh, to get in the pool. Uh, 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 that's what happened with the last girl. The I re re, re well, you can't see it, but you <laughs> listened to last week when I went on. I was like. I was shocked by this girl. Um, I was like, she was pretty, but she turned around and there it was. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> right there, you can't do anything. Well, I guess you could click off, but <laughs> it just shows right I off. did, but that just was like, you know, that was the surprise of the of the day. Um, So Twitch also, by the way, this wasn't something I had, I had put like as an article for us to talk about, but um, they had that like, fireside chat whatever you want to call it with that guy that basically just like got thrown under a bus i feel bad for that guy by the way uh, i think it was dj something and yeah. um basically having to answer questions that nobody at twitch wants to answer because they're they don't have an answer because they suck and mm-hmm. uh he, he they basically they wanted to do these chats and they even told the community they're like ask us whatever you want we can take it we can take the hard questions we got this so all the hard Sunday. questions were asked right they yeah. You know, basically dodged, duck dived, and weaved to avoid those questions. Um, and then they tweeted, and they basically were like, and this is not word for word, but they basically were like, "Hey, we got your feedback from this last chat. We're postponing the next one while we re- while we revamp it a little bit." So they're like, "Hey, we're cool. We can do this. We can take the hard questions." They got all the hard questions, and then now they're already postponing the next one. Like, what the right. fuck, man? These people yeah. like. And you know what's funny too? Um, I was watching somebody else's stream. There's people, there's girls that are like dancing in skimpy outfits. Yeah. That are getting banned, but the hot tub streamers are not getting banned. Right. Right now, I only have. Uh, what do we I'm got? Looking at one hot tub streamer so only far. There one. Are, okay. There are uh, girls in a at a poolside, and there's one in a poolside. There's one hot tub. And the rest are on couches uh, or on the gaming chairs. Are they half naked or no? <laughs> um. Well, the yeah, pretty close. <laughs> I just I don't pretty mind. Close. I don't mind. Listen, I I told you this before too. I don't mind a girl wearing a low cut, you know, whatever, or even being half naked talking in a chair. Like if that's how you want to dress, go for it. As long as it's not you know pornography. But as long um, as it doesn't break the the, the TOS. Limit. Yeah, yeah. But like, man, it's just out of hand. So I, I just. 
Twitch, get your shit together. They can't even answer basic questions, and and then their answers yeah. don't even. It's because they don't want to. It's because they don't want to. Because yeah, they, they don't just want to seem like they do it, but they don't want to. They don't care. All right, E three, right. Twitch. Just what do we chatting. got next? What do we got next? Um, PlayStation and Steam. Some uh, issues about what is it? Uh, Star exclusivity. Uh, yeah. You want to guess where this came from? Epic. Yup. Epic's making waves, baby. Holy shit. Epic is, uh, dude, Epic. what, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Pun intended. Um, dude, this lawsuit that Epic started is actually going to, I think, seriously impact the gaming space. Um, yeah, I think it is too. So for those of you who haven't listened to, I think we've probably mentioned this on maybe three or so episodes prior to this over the last, I don't know, when did this start? Maybe six months ago um, mm. is when Epic first brought this. It's been up. a while. Now the but lawsuit's yeah. actually happening, by the way. I think it's starting right. at the beginning of this week. Right, it's in Kate court, right? Basically, Epic's taking Apple to court saying, Apple, you have a monopoly on your, your store. You're charging people obscene amounts of money to... to basically use the apple store to put their games on so like people can't pay for in-game purchases for your game on the apple store unless it's through apple and they take a really high percentage is essentially what's happening which i agree with everybody generally agrees with um apple's obviously fighting it because they're apple and they can freaking do that um but now because of that there's two articles that i found first valve steam valve owned steam if you didn't know that is being sued over their Steam monopoly now. Now, it's interesting to note, this is a class action lawsuit, so this could go absolutely nowhere, by the way. Um, mm -hmm. But basically people are saying that Steam is abusing its market share because everybody feels like they need to put their shit on Steam. And Steam actually charges 30%, which I was unaware of. That's also that's right in line with like Apple, right? I think Apple was right. up there, right? Was it 40 yep. for Apple? No, I think Apple was Apple was high. I I, I want to see Apple around thirty two, but maybe oh, it was forty. It maybe I don't. Know. I could have put it was thirty, but 30 either way, it's a lot. Still high, yeah. So, um, so but but listen, I agree with that too. I agree. So like, okay, if you're gonna bring this over to Apple, sure, Steam, lower your prices a little bit. And actually, this mentions too. There's other platforms in here that are trying to do like charitable things too with their storefronts. Mm -hmm. and people are scared to go on those platforms because they feel like steam will retaliate and like charge them more or something like that it's like oh well if you're not going to go with us you're going to go with them then like f you we're not going to partner with you anymore right mm -hmm. so and that's basically like the definition of a monopoly well not the definition but you know right. that's, that's how it yeah. heads towards a monopoly so um so like i agree and not for nothing i mean steam is kind of the go-to like when you want to buy a pc game roughhouse like what do you you're going to steam right like no. I mean, and it, there's reasons for it too. Like, they're just Epic good, Games like... had a good. Epic has a lot of cool free games, but one thing you can't do with Epic right now is you can't um, mm -hmm. can't play it on another on another system. So, like for example, like on Steam, I can get on my iPad or I can get on another PC, and as long as my main PC is up, I can play a game and basically yeah. stream off of that game on my iPad, mm -hmm. iPhone. Mm -hmm. Or another, or an, or a laptop. It's using it's it's using my PC to play it. Yeah. It's just streaming it onto it, so I can play it on those devices. Yep. And Epic doesn't have that. I was kind of bummed because like Hand of Fate Two was free a couple of weeks ago, and I got it. And it's a fun game. I like to play it, but I'm not always upstairs, so I want to play it. I can't because I can't link it to my iPad or my laptop to play it. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I have to download it on that system. I have to download it on my laptop to play it and use more space where I wouldn't have to because I could have it in one place and just stream it. Well, yeah, and, and I think, like, that's a perfect example of, like, Steam is Steam is good at the end of the day. Like, more people use Steam because Steam's fucking awesome. Like, mm -hmm. Valve is, Valve's been around forever. Steam is the PC go-to for, like, buying stuff. So it is what it is. But at the end of the day, there should still be like a cap, I think, and I, I think you agree with this too, on like charging mm. obscene amounts of money. Like people can't 
at retail stores, like a Walmart can't charge like a million dollars for a television just because it feels like it. Like that's not. Well, look at the look. I'll go into a perfect example: sports cards right now, right? Mm-hmm. You can go to Target and Walmart if you're lucky, and you can get a, a box of cards for like twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. Those cards are going for like eighty, ninety, a hundred dollars online. Walmart and can't, you can't get those. Like that. Yeah, and Walmart can't sell them like that. You know, that's like, and, and you can go to a card shop, and you're probably going to get that higher price at the card shop as well. But they're independently owned; that buy directly from the, you know, the company. The so, stuff, yeah, you know, yeah. but it's it's tough. So, so that's Valve. Mm-hmm. Um, so I agree with that one too. Sony. So it's interesting. Sony, I I do agree with to an extent as well. But like it's now, I think people are starting to reach for like anything they can grab at in this industry to like complain about because Epic's on on Apple's ass. So basically, mm-hmm. what they're saying about Sony, and this is another class action lawsuit. Uh, Sony's monopoly uh, quote allows it to charge supra. Why supra competitive? Did they actually mean to put that there? S U P R A. That's weird. Super competitive prices for digital PlayStation games. Digital which are significantly higher than their physical counterparts sold in a competitive real market, which I I read that to mean an older game that's a digital version. Like, let's say Final Fantasy VIII mm-hmm. right, on PlayStation. If I were to go buy that disc version on eBay, I could probably get it for like 10 bucks, and maybe they're charging $20 for it in the PlayStation store. Like, that, that's what I read that as. Because, like, digital, mm-hmm. for a brand new game, the digital is just the same as the hard copy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So th- that's going to be like older games they're probably talking about. Um, and then it says, and significantly higher than they would be in a competitive retail market for digital games. So basically, I guess you cannot at Walmart and stuff like that, you cannot sell digital codes for Sony store. You can only buy those on Sony store, which hmm. I actually, I actually never really thought of that to be honest with you. I didn't think about that either. I, yeah. I just kind of assumed that you should just buy it at the Sony store or buy it at the Xbox store and just download the game from there. I didn't, I didn't, hmm. but you can buy like codes for like riot for league of legends to like put money into the game and stuff. So it's the same, same idea. Um, so yeah, is that, is that probably right? Like they should probably allow Walmart and stuff to sell codes too. Yeah. But like now we're just absolutely going after everything. So sure, lump this in there, I guess. It's a class action, so again, they don't think it's going to go too far, but um yeah, it just it's crazy though. This stuff w- was not popping up. And now I think in the next couple of years, people are finally this w- alongside copyright and then everything going on with Twitch, because everybody constantly is like communicating with each other, it's going to be a shit ton of stuff that changes as far as like how we communicate and how we sell sure. things and, and capitalism and stuff like that. So um just super interesting. Everybody's suing everybody yeah. for video games. <laughs> so. Yeah. All right, everyone. It's time. It's Uh-oh. time. Time for the new segment of Game Wild. Now, this is a segment that will not happen often, Mm-mm. but it will happen from time to time. Mm-hmm. So let's put down the preference of what this segment is, everybody. This segment is Rough House Rushed Reviews. What does that mean, everybody? That means I'm going to review a game that I have not finished yet, and I am going to rush through my synopsis of what I've played so far in 60 <laughs> seconds. Okay, I'm, I'm feeling give it. myself 60 seconds. I want you to do some magic. I want you to do some some magic on the screen and put sixty seconds on the clock and count it down. Hopefully, right. you'll you have that production value uh, in your uh, in your mix. So <laughs> I can do that. Let me preface and like make sure that everyone understands what's about to happen today on Rough House Rush Reviews. We are reviewing Resident Evil Eight: The Village. Mm-hmm. I have played three to four hours of this game. So I am giving this review based off of three to four hours worth of gameplay. It just came out on Friday. We are recording on Saturday. Um, So you'll have plenty of other reviews out there that you can read. But if you want some entertainment and you want me to run through it, because I am going to butcher this. (laughs) No, I like it. Let's hear it. We I like gonna this. Too. I'm it. gonna put this on my. This is like those sweet minute clips you can put on twi- uh, Twitter. So and stuff, we are so. gonna do 60 seconds. Make sure you put a clock on the screen. I am going to put a mm-hmm. timer on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
<clears throat> I'll count you down. All right. Hold on. Let me um. Let me get this timer going. We're gonna do this. So you got yeah. sixty seconds only. You better get everything in there, Joe. Sixty seconds, like uh, like Nicholas Cage. I'm gonna be gone. Gone in sixty seconds. Are you ready? I'm, I'm gonna count you down. In. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, go. All right, so Resident Evil 8, The Village, takes off where we left off in Resident Evil 7, basically. Actually, three years after Evan Winters, uh, or Ethan Winters, sorry, Ethan Winters. See, I'm telling you, I'm going to mess this up. <laughs> Ethan Winters. By the way, fun fact, I looked this up. He is the first character in Resident Evil history to get back-to-back -back games as the main protagonist. Ooh. Ethan Winters. So he is back. He is with his family. Finally, thinks everything's good. And guess what? Shit blows up. Shit blows up in Europe, guys. And freaking, we see Chris Redfield coming up on him being like, yo, we need your kid. We take some. They get into a car accident. Now he's with all these crazy mofos. And he's fighting werewolves, vampires, and God knows what else. First boss fight was pretty crazy. It was a vampire chick. So far, really the tall lady? not as scary. No, not the tall lady. It's one of her daughters. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, I'm giving it an eight right now. Eight out of ten. Put it on the board. All right, you got it. You did it in 60 seconds. Look at you. All right. Dude, that was like, I mean. I told you, I probably got his name wrong. It's rough, either it's Ethan. <laughs> I think it's Ethan. Is it Ethan Winters? Roughhouse's rushed ADD reviews. Ethan Winters, yes. Ethan Winters, like, not Evan. You play Ethan the guy, and then you fought a vampire chick, and then there's a werewolf, and then you push it up. It's like... <laughs> I like it. I like, we got to yeah. do more of those. You're going to do that yeah, every week yeah. now? It, well, no. Whenever there's a new game out that oh, okay. I, that I haven't do played. Okay. Like, okay, so let's just... Inside baseball, guys. The reason I wanted to do this was because, one, I love Resident Evil. Everyone knows that my... It's one of my top franchises. I haven't played enough of the game. I fought one of the bosses, which was the one of the daughters. There's three daughters, and then there's one, and there's that big chick, mm -hmm. which is the the one you were thinking of. Mm -hmm. And so I just finished that boss fight um, a little bit before we actually came on. And I was thinking to myself, and I was like, wouldn't it be funny if I just get a gave a quick like sixty second review because i basically don't know enough about the game to give it it's a perfect. proper review it's perfect so i'm giving you what i've done it's perfect you seconds. know what you know what's That's great what if we really so. go far with this you can always beat everybody else to market because you can literally just play two hours of a game give a one minute review and put it up before anybody else gets a review up so the only problem <laughs> with that is the only problem with that is we don't get that we don't get games in advance and a lot of the companies get the game in advance and get to review it. Yeah. And they can do, and technically they do spoiler free reviews and they'll just be like, this game's got eight out of 10 because of X, Y, and Z and graphics mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Me, I was just like giving you the synopsis of the beginning of the game in 60 seconds, because that's pro pretty much what I was able to do. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got a laugh out of the fact that I didn't even know the guy's name, but that is to my knowledge, a fact I thought about it in my head. There has not been a single protagonist in Resident Evil that have had back-to-back -back games. Resident Evil 1, Claire and Chris Redfield. No, no. Chris Redfield and Jill Valentine. F uh, 2, Leon Kennedy and Claire Redfield. 3 was... Um, who was 3? I don't remember who 3 was. But, it, uh, but I think... It, I'm serious. Like, who was Resident Evil 3? I, do I think not that was Jill. I uh, Resident Evil Three was Jill, so Jill came back, but she wasn't she wasn't in two. And then you got Resident Evil Four, Leon Kennedy again. Then you had um, Resident Evil Five, Chris Redfield. I remember Red Chris Redfield. That's the one that sticks out the most in my head. I don't know. Why. Resident Evil Resident Evil Six. I don't know Resident Evil Six if the street protagonist Leon Kennedy, Leon Kennedy, Resident Evil Six. So no, so and then in Resident Evil Seven you had Ethan Winters, and now you have Ethan Winters again in Resident Evil Eight. First game within the series, they could have made like a sub game that had the same person, like you know how they made like Biohazard, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Revelations, and stuff like that. That's possible, but as far as the number of games go, mm -hmm. the the actual protagonist character that you play in the game, they have not been in back-to-back -back. and let me also say this even though we're past the 60 seconds 
that dude, and I should have said this in the review, but I didn't. That dude gets fucked up at the beginning of these games. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for this dude. Like, have, did you play seven? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. So do you remember getting his hand cut off? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude. Let me just tell you, within the first 10 minutes of this game, something happens to his hand again. I won't give it away. Wow. But this Spoiler dude alert. has fucking problems with his hands. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, it's carpal tunnel, right? Worse <clears throat> um. well, than carpal tunnel. I'll take carpal tunnel under over what happens to him. And you're like, and it's like a what the fuck moment. You're like, seriously? And if you remember seven, because I remember I'm like, didn't he get his fucking hand cut off in Resident Evil Seven and then they put it back on him? And then I'm like, holy shit, this just happened to his hand again? What the fuck? But it did get cut off this time. It's so it's not actually the same thing. Oh not man. the same thing. Well, but it's not it's not it's not pretty either. Hopefully we get some more rough house rush reviews because I I liked that. Well, you <laughs> that, was, that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna clip that. I, was, I like I told you, introduction. I wanna see yeah. the timer. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm gonna put the timer on. I'll, I'll put your score up there too. Um nice. all right. It was an eight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I gotcha. So um we got now ending off the episode as per usual with some of the video game releases that are coming out in the next week. See if you guys wanna pick any of these up first and foremost we got hood outlaws and legends for uh pc ps5 xbox x ps4 and xbox one on the 10th um this the day is we cast this is yeah yep mm-hmm. the uh yeah because we're recording this on saturday right now the uh the character kind of looks like assassin's creed on the cover it's a it's an action adventure rpg he's got so, a hood on well yeah he's got a, he's got a hood hence the name uh <laughs> it's pvpve yeah, and I think Epic was doing something for pre-orders with this as well. I don't know exactly what it was, but I remember seeing something from Epic. But unfortunately, that's not going to matter when you listen to this because it'll be out when when well, this drops. So yeah, it's also twenty nine ninety nine pre-order. So maybe that's what it is. Um, I don't remember. I couldn't didn't remember what popped up because it goes like real quick. It like pops up on your screen and then it's done. Um, then we got Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the first. DLC for all the systems minus Switch, even Stadia, but no Switch. Uh, May thirteenth, and uh, Wrath of Druids is not the last expansion. I said it is the first. Uh, it's going to task players with exploring the haunted wilds of Ireland as they go head to head against a vicious druidic cult known as the Children of Danu. Um, you can conquer forts, become the best smuggler. Uh, gain Gaelic King's illustrious favor. So, a uh, pretty cool stuff there. An expansion pack. I actually have not played Valhalla. I've played every other Assassin's Creed, but uh, they always add something to it. I'm sure it's a great game. Honestly, I, I do kind of want to pick it up and play it, but when the hell am I going to find time for that? I don't know. Uh, then we got Famicom Detective Club for Switch. So, there's a Switch game on the 14th. Um, Famicom. Yeah, this is interesting. Um,. This is the second game, apparently, in the Famicom Detective Club series. Didn't even know there was a series for this. Uh, as an up-and-coming detective, you find the culprit who took the life of an innocent girl and rattled her high school community. It's basically an anime. It's one of those things where you just like yeah. make decisions in the story to go through the story, and it's like an right. anime. You're, you're making decisions throughout an anime, and there's a girl in a schoolgirl outfit. Well, maybe we got maybe it's my next rush for you. <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah, that's my rush review. Girl in school, girl outfit, nine out of ten. Uh, girl in school, girl in school, girl outfit gets kidnapped. You have to detectively find her. Nine out of ten, great game. Great game. Um, Mass Effect Legendary Edition. We all know good old Mass Effect. PC, PS4, Xbox One. Uh, May fourteenth is pre-order. Quantum Replica for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on the fourteenth. That is. Um, so I watched the gameplay of this real quick. It's funny. It gives me kind of like a Metal Gear Solid vibe, believe it or not. It's got it's got a top-down view. It's a little more zoomed out than Metal Gear Solid would be, but you're you're like stealthily just going around trying to kill people, shoot them, come up from behind them, break their neck, you know, whatever it is. Uh, but it's in a cyberpunk setting. Um, just one of those. It's an indie game by. Uh, oh, it's a that's a birthday game for me. Nice. Oh, it's on May May fourteenth. May. 30, May Wait, why does this say? I was gonna say May thirty first. That's May fourteenth. So this came out a while ago. It looks like for, for was it Steam? What's this coming out for? Yeah, PS4 and Xbox. So it's it's coming out for the Switch. systems, but it's been out on Steam for a little while. Um. All right, now Subnautica. I have heard this game before. 
uh, because uh-huh. it's been pretty pretty highly regarded in reviews. Did not actually understand what it was. I just kind of figured something with underwater. Um, yeah. So I looked up Subnautica. And you I mean submarines? Up, yeah. I looked up Subnautica and I looked up Subnautica Below Zero. So Subnautica comes out for Switch on May 14th, which I guess it's not on Switch yet. Subnautica Below Zero, which is the sequel, comes out for PS5, Xbox X, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on May 14th. Um, this game actually looks incredible just from looking at the the gameplay and the video. So mm. Subnautica has like has like uh, Fortnite type graphics, um, mm-hmm. whereas Subnautica Below Zero, the the next one has a, it looks a little bit more realistic, but it's still cartoony in a sense. Um, basically, it's a survival game. It's an underwater survival game, but it looks like it's very heavily based on the story. Um, and there's a lot of like emotional connection. It looks like with the characters. So I, I mean, they're so they're basically both survival games. You're underwater. There's big, weird-looking monsters and shit that try to mess you up the whole time. And uh, but it's gotten really good, overwhelmingly positive reviews on on like everything, both of them, below zero and the original. So okay, well, um, it's a birthday game. Maybe I'll do a, Maybe I'll do my rush review on that one. I yeah, I mean, go for it. It definitely looks interesting. It's it definitely looks like a game I would, I'd probably get sucked. And it's not expensive. Thirty bucks even on the PlayStation Five. Yep. So that's it, though. That's all the games for this week. That's all the games, and that's our that's our episode, guys. I did our review in sixty seconds, and we just finished up at sixty minutes. So yeah. we just we just hit the hour. So this is a good episode, guys. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope we can get more people along the way to listen to us. And if you are, once again, five star review, positive reviews, like like us on YouTube. You know, ring that bell so you know when we're on, all that fun stuff. And, uh, you know, join our Facebook group. We have a Facebook group, believe it or not. And uh, we haven't done a lot in it lately, but we're going to try to get back into things. We've just been very busy with our work lives and everything like that. So it's been difficult, but we will be trying to get back into things, maybe do a giveaway here and there again, uh, because that did work out pretty well the last time we did one. So, guys, thank you again, and we will catch you next time on another edition of Game Wild. Later, everybody. Be safe.